Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Gibberish, or do you really know what you're talking about? If the 83 version met the 77 version of you, um, yes. would you look sort of similar? What? No, because 77, I would have been nine. Okay, so the nine-year-old... Yeah, nine-year-old me, little fat bugger in a, in a jumper. Then seven years later, no, six years later... I would have been 15. Yep. Spotty, annoying, moody. Now I don't I don't think I would have um I would have got on my, with myself. You don't. Would I have caused some sort of uh, temporal explosion though? Uh, but that's if you've got a touch, you know, that's you've got true. a touch to do that. I mean, do you think the 9-year-old you would have looked up at the 15-year-old and goes, "Oh, that's me. Oh, how wonderful. That's what I'm going to become." Um, no. No. I think, so. I, think, I think the nine-year-old would have looked and gone, I'm still wearing that same jumper. Yeah, nine, nine, nine to 15 is a, is a bit... Uh, um, it's quite, quite... I think once you get past about 20, then the differences are not quite as, as uh, alarming. But then as you get to sort of our age, suddenly, like five years... I look at a photo of me five years ago, and it's a, a, a material difference, mm. you know. I think, yeah, you, you, you rapidly age at the beginning of your life, then you're sort of coasting and get away with things, and then you're rapidly aging at the yeah, end. Yeah, It's not good, is it? No. With me, I mean, you know, 83, I was 21. 21, yeah. Right, I and mean, I think just about... Prime point, of your life. Yeah, I, I, I think I was 21 when I passed my driving test and got my, uh, my Ford Cortina. So yeah, well, well. I, I would have been tootling around in my Ford Cortina, and then there would have been the 15-year-old me, yeah. um, spotty youth, and quite incredibly, um, I, I and I will put a photo, photo on Facebook, the 15-year-old me was wearing the very Silver Jubilee T-shirt that the schoolboys really? are wearing in wow. this show. As soon as they appear, it's like, oh crap, I used to wear that. On a, on a holiday in Spain, I've got a, a wow. school holiday in Spain in, in, you know, 77, there I am. I remember in that t-shirt. We got, we got a day off school and a spoon. A spoon? For the ju- yeah, a little silver spoon. Oh, I thought you meant you spooned somebody. Well, as I, I mean, I'm sure people did, but no, no one wanted <laughs> to spoon me. Um, when you were when you were your your seventy seven self, would you have been just bleating onto your fifth, your twenty one year old self about how good Star Wars was and it would never get bad? Because Star Wars would be around forever and it would never be bad. <laughs> well, the twenty one year old me would have seen um, well, yeah Empire would have seen Empire and yeah, not gone, yet You're seen right, kid. You're yeah, right, kid. And then the uh, the fifty nine year old you hoves into you in your TARDIS and goes. You just stop bloody there. Idiots. <laughs> just stop there. Don't yeah. don't look any further, kids. Yeah, yeah. 
All right then, so Mordrin Undead. Mordrin Undead. Did you see it when you were your 20, no, 20 you were no, 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 because, um, you know, when, when this came out, I, I, I was sick and tired of um, Doctor Who, you know. I only came back when the big monsters came along, you know. And you didn't I, come back I, to the brig. Hmm? You didn't come back for the brig. Didn't he come back for the brig. And I'd seen photos of what old David yeah. Collins looked like. And um, sometimes with Doctor Who, a story you've never seen before, you'll see a, a still of the monster or the adversary. You go, oh, that looks interesting. But every yeah. still I'd ever seen of Mordrin Undead, it didn't exactly make me want to watch it. No. It, it was a weird one because I remember watching it um, at the time. I, I got back into Doctor Who with... Uh, uh, like a lot of, I think a lot of fans with um, Castrovalva, it's like, oh, new Doctor, and so, so I, I was quite a big fan at this point, um, and I remember really enjoying this one, because it was like, oh my god, the brick's back, and they're mentioning old companions, oh, like a fangasm, you know, because mm. um, we weren't, people seem to sort of, I think, forget that there's so much sort of fan wank now, in mentioning the past, it never really sort of happened except on anniversary years. Mm. Um, but this is all down to uh, Earthshock being a success and um, Ian Levine saying, Give the fans nostalgia, isn't it? Mm. Um, and of course, they went, well, well, Let's go back to the first companion. Let's bring back Ian Chesterton. Let's see that plan unravel in front of our eyes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that didn't come to pass. Instead, we Did get what we got and what we're going to talk about today. By the way, how's Sergeant Benton these days? Oh, left the army in 79. Uh, sells second-hand cars somewhere. And Harry Sullivan? Seconded to NATO. Last heard of doing something very hush-hush at the Port and Down. Do you ever see anything of Joe Grant? What? My assistant, Joe Grant. Sarah Jane? Sarah Jane. Liz Shaw, you'll remember, of course. Liz Shaw. Liz Shaw. Are you all right? Someone just walked over my grave. Perhaps it was a Yeti. Colonel Lethbridge Stewart. Which is Turlow at the Toff School. It starts with Turlow at the Toff yes. School. Oh, it, I, yeah. Because I've not, seen, I've not seen this in a while. I think we, we watched a bit of it, didn't we, for the Black Guardian we did. discussion. But I'd, I'd forgotten, A, just how dire the music is straight off the bat. It's That's awful. better, what you yeah, just did. That's better, actually. Yeah, they should have hired me. And then how terrible... Um, is it is it Hippo? Is it Ibbotson or whatever his name is? Ibbotson. Ibbotson. Turlow's mate. How crappy an actor he is, and how he looks about thirty. Mm. They kept saying you schoolboys. Like, they're not schoolboys. They're thirty. He always reminds me of um, in the young ones when Ben Elton is playing, you yes, know, like a yeah. toff in the yeah. University Challenge. It's yes, that sort right, of thing. Yeah. A grown man trying to be like a fifteen-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's, it's not good. But ter- straight from the, the offset, I mean, Turlow's impressive straight from the offset. Mark Strickson's a good actor, got some presence. And the location's nice. I really enjoyed the location. That was my house. Away. That's where I lived. They filmed oh, it. Oh, yeah, right. that's my old house. Yeah. Were you. Uh, so, so in the sh- back 
sharp outfit. There's four Cortina. There's you going, get off my grass! <laughs> in my four Cortina. Yeah, in your four Cortina, just doing wheelies, doing donuts on the driveway. <laughs> Yeah, that's just off, off 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 camera. That that bit was happening. Yeah, and yeah, uh, horrible horrible music. All this yes. is is horrible. I hate all these uh, these uh, the, these schoolboys. Well, my in my notes, I've got public school twats. Yeah, that, that sums, sums it up. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything that's wrong with Britain in a nutshell. <laughs> the depressing people. thing is, I mean. That, that, that's still around, aren't they? I mean, yeah, the government yeah. now is Worse this that, lot. Yeah. They would just like this in a place like that. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't know people know. I um, I grew up in Oxford. I was Oxford educated. Well, I was educated in Oxford, uh, primary school and you know, a, a horrible school. Um, so we we hated students. Anyone that lived outside of Oxford Town Centre hated students. Uh, so this just brought back memories of of arrogant. Bicycle thieves, basically. Mm, yeah. All right. So we've got Turlow and Billy Bunter there. They they yeah. nick the car. They go for a drive. They crash the car, and then we get. I'm, I think we're going to use the word horrible a lot tonight. In uh, the, yeah, terrible eighties effects. Oh, this video effect is yeah. shocking. I would, was it ever good? No. I don't think because this is Quantel again. Yeah. Uh, and I, whoever sold it to the BBC, ripped them off, didn't they? Even that on top amazing. of the pops, it looked crap. Yeah. This, this is what uh, this is what Lucasfilm and Industrial Light and Magic use, is it? No. Yeah, it's not good. It's it is like something. You know, this is the sort of thing you would expect off of a, a cheap top of the pops video, isn't it? This yeah. background. Um, and then yeah, we meet um, we meet old uh, Crowhead again, oh, the Black Guardian. I've for, I've forgotten again. I like Valentine Dow, but he was he was pretty much near his death at this point and accepting anything. Just for the money, which is fair dues. Um, he's not very good in it, is he? No, he's got a great voice. He's but got a great voice. He, but he's, he's just yeah, he's wasted. And it, what yeah. the hell is he wearing? And oh god, he was so Why? much better in Blake Seven, wasn't he? You know, the Guardian was, of yeah, the, the really, city at the yeah. edge of uh, Do, doing an actual bit of acting with a character. I, I've, I and I, I've forgotten. Other than I know the doc, the the, the Black Guardian wanted a key to time, uh, and the Doctor foiled him, but. Why? It's like, what? what's the rationale that the Black Guardian puts so much effort into killing the Doctor? Well, it's curious because he wants Turlough to kill the Doctor because yeah. he can't be seen to yeah. attack the Doctor. Seen by whom? And, and how does that matter? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't think that's ever explained, is it? No. Why, why, why he has to use <coughs> Turlough? Yeah, I mean, this obviously bothered me as well as a kid because... I wrote a short story for the Doctor Who magazine competition uh, that, that I won the, the artwork and that for, and that was based on the fact that, that there was someone above the black and white guardian. Mm. Um, so it must have bothered me even then. But yeah, it's like it's this thing of we can't be seen to act. Why? Who's going? What? Is the Rosers going to turn up in Nabia? What? Mm. Perhaps those terrible, terrible CGI effects from uh, Father's Day. They were worried that they would turn up. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, you imagine those CGI effects, but done with Quantel. <laughs> it should be like Mario turns up. Yeah. See, th we've got to talk about this later. But but you know this this contradiction that you know you 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 can't meet yourself. Yeah. You know, but but it's happened in Doctor Who before. You know. Uh, it's the the Blinovich limitation effect. Yes. But didn't in Day of the yeah. Doctor. 
Uh, no, no, Day of the Daleks. The Doctor and Joe Grant met themselves, didn't yes. they? They they just popped up. Yeah. It was um. It was basically thrown into Day of the Daleks, wasn't it? Uh, Terence Dix came up with it as this thing of, because people kept saying to him, "Why doesn't the Doctor just go back in his TARDIS and fix when it goes wrong?" And it was like, well, yeah, there isn't, there is no reason. So he wrote in this thing of the Blinovich limitation effect, which is that if you meet your past self in the same timeline, there'll be a massive explosion. But then immediately, yeah, contradicts it in every story where the Doctor meets himself. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 it is a is a strange idea. Hmm. Especially, you know, there's another strange story, idea. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got a Wingjin Tegan wanting to go home, but yep. and I've written it down. They're near a fixed object in time and space. We um, we've had this a lot, haven't we, in Davison's stories? This seems to be a staple that the TARDIS uh, hits something, fixed object, time tunnel, temporal thing, bit of shaky, 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 and the Doctor gets panicky and has to do something. It's like this is their standard go-to plot device. Mm. Uh, but this one's even weirder because it's yeah there's 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 some fixed item in space that the TARDIS is going to hit, and then they show it up on the screen and it's awful. It's just it's, they haven't even built a model of this ship, have they? It's just a painting. I I guess yeah. it is. I I don't know because there's no detail. You've got no way mm. of seeing no, what that it, is. It's uh, it's such a weird little thing. Um, but uh, yeah, we we uh, we're at the start as well of the of the new costumes. Mm. For these characters, aren't we? So Nissa comes in. We get a lot of down blousy moments. With oh Nissa. yeah, there is a point I've written down. Yeah. I, know, I think twice we get down blousy with Nissan. Do yeah. you know what I was thinking when I was watching it? Um, we've just only just you know done a um, audio commentary for Blake Seven. I'm sure that grey material that Nissa's outfit is made out of is the same grey material that Villa's outfit. Oh, is like, made yeah, out of in like, a voice yeah. from the past. It could well, be. could well be. She might be wearing Villa's old hand-me-downs. Well, she just cut it up. Cut it up, yeah. Hmm? We've well, got to do something in this artist. It's boring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we didn't say that Barusa's in this because the headmaster's played by the same oh, yes, guy yeah. that played Barusa. Yeah. Um, a very uh, well-known face in BBC sitcoms and programmes. She usually plays a, like a prime minister type or a minister or... A bank man, someone official. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's in it, and we meet uh, we meet the brig Hello. without a moustache, which is yeah. always Looks odd. Weird, doesn't it? Looks yeah. Odd. And this is um, this is where the what starts coming. So the brig is working as a uh, as a maths teacher mm-hmm. at a public school. Um, but I love it as well. This weird idea that. Wherever the brigadier is, he's got to make military references all the time. <laughs> and it's like, it must it's, be lovely yeah. for Doris, don't you think? Oh God, he he must be so boring to live. You know, they go down the shops and he's he's going, oh, if I had these people in my unit, or he you know goes to the garden center. Oh, if I had Sergeant Ben, I imagine Doris just going, shut up. You're not so he the brigadier is one of those annoying types that wants to keep his rank and have civilians respect him for it, isn't yes, it? You yeah, know, like the major in faulty towers, yeah, um, and yeah, and everyone's just going, shut up, you're not a soldier anymore, and of course, um 
the elephant in the room unit dating. This is oh. the story that absolutely destroys any even vague continuity. Yeah. Um, and and for very sort of poor reasons, uh, they could have easily had this work, but for very poor reasons of wanting something very. Uh, a time that the Brigadier would really remember. Oh, the Silver Jubilee. It's like, oh. You could have done anything, couldn't you? Mm. Have him remember, have him remember Band-Aid or something. Um, yeah, it, this this caused a thousand wars in fandom, this story. It, it, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you, you know, I think up until this story, you know, yeah. I mean, if, if you look back, um, uh, The Web of Fear... Was set in 1975 because exactly, yeah. because they Indeed. had said that 40 yeah. years earlier that was 1935. The earlier events yeah. were 40 years before, so that's 1975. And then the invasion was set four years later, which is 1979. Yeah. So there you go; it's yeah. completely yeah. blown Sarah, it apart. Sarah comes from 1980. Sarah comes from 1980. Yeah. Um, so up to this point, although it's been a little bit little bit flexible here and there, unit dating has been pretty pretty safe in that it's set you know about sort of five to ten years after the stuff's made mm-hmm. a little bit flexible and then this comes along and just kicks it to pieces with its name yeah. it's doc I've, I've seen people say the only way that you can explain it the fact that you know you've got the invasion in 1979 and sarah jane comes from 1980 is that all the third doctor stories all take place in that one year of 1979 to 1980, is the only way that you can fit it all in. That was a busy year, wasn't it? Oh, no. Just ignore it. You've just got to ignore it, haven't you? Well, you've got to, because that that still doesn't make sense that that the Brigadier had retired by 77. Mm. And then the John Pertry stories take place in 79. It just doesn't work. No. Um, So, yeah, you just have to ignore it and go, oh, it's a... I'm sure people have gone have made things about. Oh, he wasn't actually retired; he was undercover and no. stuff like you know. What I, mean? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, on this spaceship because they've they, they've materialised in the spaceship, haven't they, to yes. avoid collision, yeah. um, which doesn't look anything like a spaceship. The design work on this story is terrible. The, the yes, design awful. and the costumes. It looks like an old cinema. It, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something from the twenties. Some Art yeah. Deco cinema. That's not a spaceship. No, I, I don't know why these people are in an Art Deco anyway. Oh. I don't, I don't get. I mean, we don't. To be fair, we don't find out a lot about them, do we? But it, it is a very, very weird design. Well, I designed all this. Oh, I, I know, I know that um, John Nathan Turner wanted designers, um, you know, from previous Who's to do it, but they weren't available. So it was a new guy, and this is his only job on Doctor Who, and I'm quite glad about that. But. You say we don't know much about these people we're going to be seeing. Um, the Doctor says that this ship's been in orbit for 3,000 yes. years. Orbit of what? Or- orbit of the Earth? The Earth, I think, yeah. So but for 3,000 no years, no one's found it. All these invasions and spaceships we've had coming to Earth, and yeah. you've had this burgundy painting going round and round and round. Yeah, they don't even bother um, sort of trying to rationale it that it was hidden by a shield and the TARDIS hitting it has caused it to appear. Yeah, it's just just been floating up there. 
for 3,000 well, years. It must have been a shock when like, Sputnik went up and then the moon people, yeah, yeah. the moon landed. That was a close yeah, call, look, wasn't there's it? A, there's a 1920s cinema floating about. Yeah, which has a transmat terminal. Yes. There's that, there's that term again, a transmat. Transmat, yeah. And, and somebody left six years previously. Yeah, the doctor, doctor says, this was last year, six years ago. So um, they're in orbit around the Earth of 1983. Yes. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, the transmat was last used 1977. Yeah. So, ooh. We get clues that, apart from the missing moustache, that something's up with the brig, because the brig says to Billy Bunter, a solid object can't just dematerialise, you know, because yeah. he and Turlow have seen the transmat, haven't they? Yeah, and this is quite a nice little, um, a nice little mystery, isn't it? That the yeah the brig they make great effect that the brig is like yeah he doesn't remember the TARDIS. He's he's saying this stuff doesn't happen. And it's quite a nice little mystery. Mm. I quite I quite like that aspect. They don't really do anything with it, to be honest. But yeah, he um, he he doesn't believe Turlo. He, he thinks Turlo's a bit of a git. Then. <laughs> what, what what's interesting is when Turlo goes in the TARDIS, the Doctor instantly likes Turlo. The girls don't, but the Doctor no. seems quite pleased to see him. Yeah, the, the the Doctor almost immediately hits it off with him, doesn't he? And it's like. Is treating him. I'm not entirely sure why, unless the fact that he annoys Nissa and Tegan is reason enough for the Doctor to like him. Ah, Do you think there's a bit of? I uh, didn't think about of, that. Yeah. yeah, it's curious that for some reason, you know, the Doctor and Turlow go to Earth without uh, Tegan and Nissa. He says, "You you travel in the TARDIS. We're going to go yeah. in the Transmat." That's a bit curious, isn't it? It is because it's not like there's any plan is that you expect the doctor afterwards to go i i recognize something so i wanted to keep you so no it's just it's just it's literally like i'm fed up with these two whinging people <laughs> i'm going to go with this ginger fella um it's really weird as well you say about the design of the spaceship because turlo goes to that section and there's all those art attack busts lying in the wall yeah, you know that talking bus that used to be an art attack. Yeah, you would think that something would have would, would have been made of that, but they're not. Yeah. No, I th I thought it was going to be like you know in um, Five Doctors when Rassilon and the yes. Time Lords. Yeah. I thought, oh, they're going to come alive. Nope, they're literally just horrible busts. Hmm. It ain't good, is it? No, no. no. Um, I don't like the interior of the transmat because the interior of the transmat device doesn't at all resemble anything from outside. You know, no. it's it, it it's too big. It's not a TARDIS, is it? Well, I think it's TARDIS technology because the the upshot is that Mordrin and his people have have nicked all the Time Lord technology and ideas, and they're trying to be Time Lords. So I imagine it's meant to be oh, okay. bigger on the inside. It still looks crap, though. Oh, it looks awful, yeah. Yeah. So, ep episode one ends with Turlow and a big rock, because he's going to bash the Doctor's yes. brains in. Yeah, the, um, weirdly, Nissa and Tegan, there's no chairs in the TARDIS, so they have to get two wicker coffee tables to sit on in the TARDIS. So they're whittling away there, but the Doctor, yeah, they've tra he's transmitted down to try and repair the, the transmat to get some sort of fix on it. I can't even remember what he was trying to do, something scientific. And Turlow picks up a big polystyrene rock and is going to uh, crack him on the noggin under the Black Guardian's um, direction. And yeah, that's at the end of episode one. Yeah, 
and he doesn't do it because that yeah. thing he's fiddling with the doctor's fiddling with uh, um, blows up or something or other. Yes, and Tur Turlo goes flying backwards, and I suddenly noticed we should have known Turlo was up to no good. He's wearing brown shoes with black trousers. Oh, you must never you do that. Don't, you don't do that. I mean, you must oh, never do that. Never mm. do that. Mm. So the TARDIS arrives, but then goes away. And then yes. arrive somewhere else, and this is now 1977. Although we yes. don't know that yet, do no, we? we don't know that. We Nissa and Tegan look out the scanner, and the Doctor's not there. Um, but so yeah, they 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 think that they're in 83. I mean, it's it's nice actually because Doctor Who very rarely uses time mm. like this, and I, I I think it's quite a clever little idea um, that they're separated, but by you know. A temporal factor, not a geographic one. Mm. Um, but they go to the transmat because they think, oh, the doctor might be in the transmat still. And that's when uh, they find um, our, our character, our adversary. Yes, and that's the down blow blousy moment when yes. Nissa bends yeah, down to help him. Nissa bends down to help him, and we, uh, we go from the terrible busts in the spaceship to a different kind of bust. Yes, not down so terrible. There. Not so terrible. No. Um, but what I don't get at all is why they just assume this is the Doctor. Yeah, well, they do it, and then the Brigadier does it later. Is, is, is Mike, is, um, uh, what's his face, monkey guy? David is he, Collins. Uh, David Collins, I think Michael Collins? He's a terrorist, eh? <laughs> and also the third member of the Apollo mission. Yeah. Never gets remembered, does he? Um, yeah, David Collins. Is he a dead spit for Davison? Not really. Is he trying I, to do a Peter yeah. Davison impersonation? I, I don't, don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but they, uh, yeah, they they immediately assume this is the Doctor because the Doctor often lays on the floor in his underpants. I love the fact as well that the makeup people have only made up the bits you're meant to see. So like all under his armpits are clear. He's got <laughs> when his wife wants move, he's got lovely tan lines of being burned. It's like oh bless him. But uh, again, he's really good. Mm. He's a good little actor, isn't he? Oh no, he's good. He's not letting us down. Yeah. He says, get me to the TARDIS. So I guess that yeah. kind of like makes them think that it might be the Doctor. Yeah. Well, it's quite clever because they're, because they're sort of trying to be Time Lords and steal Time Lords. They know Time Lords. So he recognises and, and immediately grasps onto what a Time Lord would say. Mm. So you sort of go, okay, yeah, I can sort of see that they could think this. Mm. Um, it does make you think there's probably a really good story, a regeneration story where the companions are, don't witness it and then don't believe it. Mm. That would be a good story. I don't think they've done it. Ben sort of, he witnessed it, but he didn't quite trust it when Hartnell became Troughton. But I don't think they've ever done one where the companion leaves the TARDIS, comes back in, and there's a different person there. Mm. Well, that might still happen. Story, yeah. It could, could still happen, happen. yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Brigadier doesn't know anything about the Doctor no. or the TARDIS. And, but he, he knows all about UNIT. UNIT is a top secret organisation, yeah. which is hilarious. Seeing as you know, as you've said before, there's so many signs yeah. up saying well, he goes, UNIT he HQ. Goes, he goes, don't, don't mention UNIT. He says, come to my, come to my uh, cottage. And then he goes, um, UNIT is top secret. You can't mention it. Yeah, and it's like, well, hang on, <laughs> you've, they've got a big sign outside the headquarters. Yeah, he goes, um, how do you know about UNIT? The doctor should say, I drove past it. <laughs> Mm. I saw it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Doctor immediately thinks that, that there's something up with the Brigadier's memory. Um, and then uh, we, we get sort of a uh, 
the old uh, I was thinking we were going to get the old hypnotic thing with a watch and that but he doesn't he just sort of says ah, have a good think I, I, think about I really like this, you yeah. know, because it's just, you know, suggestion. He, he yeah. mentions Joe Grant, which sets yeah. him off. Then he mentions Sarah Jane, which, and then Liz Shaw. Yeah. And to have the fifth Doctor mention, you know, past companions is oh, rather nice. Great, and as you say, this isn't an anniversary story. That's no. when they're usually yeah. done. And, you know, we, we've got all these sepia-coloured uh, flashback yeah. things. I'm guessing if I had watched it back in 83, that would have blown my mind a bit oh, to, to, to see all this footage. Like yeah. yeah, this because this is before the video age. So, you know, yes, first yeah. time we've seen images like this yeah. for a very long time. Because it's like, oh, my God, it's a Zygarde. Oh, my God, it's amazing. It's William Hartnell, yeah. you know. Yeah, so this this is really good. Yeah, and uh, so the brig gets his memory back. Um, and something traumatic must have happened six years ago. Bam, bam, bam. Mm. Yeah, um, we've all guessed it, haven't we? We know we can guess what's going to happen. Uh, they mentioned that Benton uh, left unit and started <laughs> selling second-hand cars. Yeah, he's like Arthur Daly, basically. Yeah. There's a TV show there. Yeah, and um, Harry and, is in NATO, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's doing something at Portland Down. No mention of Mike Yates, you notice. No. Where's Mike Yates? He's got uh, a strip joint in yeah. Soho or something like that. Yeah. Something he's sleazy. He's, he's turning tricks down the docks. <laughs> Damn, just don't mention it. it. It was a disappointment. Um, and then we get another lovely nostalgic thing. We get to see Tom Baker's coat. Yes. Yeah. It's oh, a nice coat. It is. So, so Maudrin has gone off, wandered, found the dressing yeah. up box... Yeah, found the doctor's old and, coat. And Ooh. somehow knows that this is the coat that the other two will recognise. Yes. This is going to make them be more convinced that I'm yeah. the doctor. Oh, it's lucky, isn't it? It's lucky. What are the chances? Because mm-hmm. what if he had dressed up as Pertwee, come out in a flouncy shirt? They would have gone, why are you in a flouncy yeah. shirt? But I think it's because it's the fourth doctor's coat. Yes. That's adding a bit yeah. of ammunition to it, isn't what, it? What was really interesting, I don't know whether it... I've never seen anything written down about it. When the, when the coat was designed, I think by June Hudson, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. yeah. Wonderful June Hudson. Um, I'd never really noticed before, and it, I, it can't be coincidental, but the coat has a, a Russian um, cloak collar. It was, it was a designer. But when you push it up, it makes the Time Lord collar. Oh, does it? Yeah, so Mordrin's got it up. And it's the shape of a Time Lord collar. Oh, that's very I clever. Thought, that's bloody clever, isn't it? That's mm. so good. Um, and then it immediately falls down because it's not very stiff. But I thought that's got to be planned. Yeah. And it, June Hudson, she's not going to just. It's not. She must have planned that. Is she going to be at Forever Avon? She is. Yeah, we can ask her. So, yeah. Let's ask her. Remember that bloody awful Tom Baker outfit you designed? Hmm. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so coat. I like myself a big coat. You do, you do. I, do. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that you know the the doctor. That we can't see his underpants anymore. <laughs> there's that, and the yeah. fact that the fifth doctor says, "I've got to go and find Tegan." Oh, she's a, a bit after your time, and the yeah. brigadier goes, "Oh yeah, I knew a Tegan." He's like. No, no, you don't. Yeah, an Australian yeah. woman. And it's like, Mouthy you cow. do know Tegan, yeah. <laughs> Mouthy Cow. And he's like, you do know my Tegan. I think yeah. that's quite nicely done. Yeah, it's really good. It's, 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 well, it's subtle. You know, but, 
But this this is sort of the, this is the reason the dating thing came in is is because they 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 almost overthought it. They the idea was why would the brigadier remember all this? It'd have to be something really significant, and they worked from there. Now they wouldn't bother, would they? They'd just pretend mm. that everyone, everyone. Because can you remember people you met six years ago? No. Yeah, six days ago. Yeah. What? I don't even know what I was doing six days ago. I can't remember what I ate for tea. Um, Six hours ago. Six hours ago. (laughs) But yeah, so so he remembers Tegan, which is really nice. But he doesn't. I quite like. And again, very very clever that he's he's recounting what's happening, but we're seeing it live in the program. Yes. It's really cleverly knitted together. So we cut to a scene of. Of the old, the, the younger Brig from '77, um, with Tegan, and then we cut back to Davison and the older Brig, and he's saying, "So that's what happened." It's really clever. It's clever, like a clever. flashback that's yeah. actually in real time as well. Yeah. At least it, for it, some of our cast. It, it's an, it's a sort of, a nice directorial move that they put in that they don't normally bother with. It is clever, and mm. and it's a shame Doctor Who didn't more do more yeah. of these like timey wimey things like this. Yeah, I, I wish they had it done. They they didn't really seem to uh, to bother. Um, mm. The other thing from this scene where the, the they're recounting stuff that annoys me is I like uh, Nick Courtney. He was a great actor. I love the big deer. Can't do empty cup acting. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Uh, he's drinking from that empty teacup. I didn't buy it for a second. That there's liquid in there. There's no liquid in there. So right. No, you can tell. Like, there's there's actors are divided into those that can pretend there's liquid in a cup, and those that can't. Hmm. Okay. Um, Maudrin tells Nissa that he is the Doctor. He's regenerated, yes. and orders her to fly the TARDIS. But um, and. Uh, yeah, she legs it, and he keeps going on about I'm going to become a Time Lord. So he obviously yeah. knows about Time Lords. We know at oh, this yeah, point. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, there's an audience, because obviously the first time you watch it, you've no idea what's going on. It's like, what the hell is going on? Because we know it's not the Doctor, but how does he know about Time Lords, and how does he know about regenerations? I do love that the 77 Brig comes in, and uh, Nissa's going, he says he's regenerated, and the Brig goes, don't worry, I've seen two of these. Yes, happened to me twice. Yeah, and... happened to me twice. But then Tegan goes, yeah, us too. It's like, you haven't seen two regenerations. No, you've seen what one. What are you on about? Yeah, you've seen one. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, they go into the TARDIS, and there's Maudrin um, with a plate of spaghetti on his head. Yeah, it's quite a nice effect. It's quite gruesome. This whole story is a little bit gruesome for the time. Um, yeah, it's, it's, he's got a pulsating spaghetti bolognese on. It his does head. look like. Yeah. Is that meant to be his brain? I think so. Yeah. It looks like he's spaghetti. Got string, he's got string for brain. Um, or a mop. Yeah. Weirdly, weirdly though, he's also become a wispy old witch type of figure because he was looking great, wasn't he? He was like, he he, he looked like he, he was beaten up a bit, but he looked like himself, and then suddenly, pop. He's an old fella. Those eyebrows yeah. are amazing. The way they go off and join up oh, to just above his ears. Um, yeah, they're Zafar Beeblebrock's eyebrows, aren't they? Yeah. The TV show. But yeah, that's at the end, that's the end of episode two. It's like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. This spaghetti on his head, uh, can I just say, uh, that was a, a, a co-effort by um, the makeup department's Sheila Wells and the visual de- effects department's uh, Stuart Bryden. Oh, right. They made that between them. And yeah, underneath all that, there's some lo- like little thingy that's operated by um, battery 
uh, to make it pulse. But you only see it um, once, so I guess yeah. the battery run out. Well, it's either the battery run out has stopped working or they thought it was a bit gruesome. Probably the battery run out. Um, but yeah, also, unfortunately, uh, as soon as he starts moving in episode two, his bald cap is horribly mm. apparent, isn't it? The join just, some I don't know whether it pulls away or something, but yeah, it's like, ooh, they could have touched that up a bit. Mm. Yeah, it's not... Um, yeah. And this, yeah. this is where... Sadly, it's been very enjoyable up to now. It's got all mystery, what's happening, lovely location, the big, wonderful stuff. Now we hit Padding City, don't we? Boy, and it looks yeah. terrible because I don't like his outfit. I don't like no. any the look of any of this. Where did he get the outfit from? I don't know. Did, did he? Did that appear as part of his regeneration? Because I can't. Because it's not in the TARDIS, because it's his, because he matches all the others. He matches all the so, others, yeah. So when they regenerate, do they regenerate their clothing as well? I, 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 I guess we just don't have... Just right. don't think. Just don't think. So, yeah, it's also made from that terrible, terrible foam that you used to get. That, that just... You can't do much with it because it just bulges and it yes. looks awful. Yeah. He looks like a pantomime dragon. You know, if you've ever seen a pantomime dragon, it's it's not a good look for him. It most certainly isn't. And yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Padding, padding, padding. Because the TARDIS goes back to the ship. The Transmat goes back to the ship. Mordrin spends ages dragging himself along the corridors, along the floor. He gets to those portraits. Yeah. Uh, yeah it sums up. He's 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 dragging, and the episode's dragging as well. Yeah, it's like the Brigadier... I mean, even at one point, Brigadier says, like, I've, I've been up and down this hill three times. Yeah, it's just over and over. People missing each other in corridors. Oh, and, the Brigadier just yeah. spends so long oh. just walking around, looking. I, I love it as well. He goes... Because the, 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 they've stupidly brought the the 77 Brig and the 83 Brig onto the space, space station together. And uh, I do love that the 77 Briggs wandering about, and he finds Turlow, and he, go, he goes, uh, kick to the shadows, there's some uh, rum lot about. It's like, what shadows? It's <laughs> brightly lit in that beach. So again, I wonder if in the script it describes this spaceship a little bit differently. Maybe it was meant yeah. to be all dark. dark maybe, and yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. if Mordrin, you know, was more like a Nosferatu type. Yeah, you yeah know. that would. Oh, can you imagine if? Yeah, if you're doing more like that, that would yeah. be great. They're going for that expressionist look with the uh, eyebrows, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, why does the TARDIS homing beacon, which we've never seen before, fit perfectly into the transmat system? <sighs> I know not. Don't think about it, Ian. Don't think about no. it. Uh, the Doctor finds a Time Lord regenerator. Do we ever see yes. these ever again in Doctor no. Are they ever mentioned again? If you're having trouble no. with your regeneration, pop into one of these. Well, the Doctor could have done with one on many an occasion, couldn't yeah. he? No, because yeah. you get the feeling that... Because all the other regenerations we ever see in Doctor Who, they're like, bump, bump, over... So I think the Doctor's just crap at regenerating. Yeah. Which is weird, given that the Doctor was... Gave regenerations to the Time Lords, according to Chris Chibnall. Well, well, we've got a big yeah. up yours to Chris Chibnall coming up soon. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 he he reckons, doesn't he, that yeah. the Doctor, not Chris Chib Chibnall, no. that um, he might do. Yeah, it it's most probably been stolen from Gallifrey. Yeah. 
Yes. And someone's been trying to regenerate. Yeah. He doesn't say a Time Lord's been trying to regenerate. No, just just someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we um, we find out that Morgan's people, for, for reasons unknown, uh, decide they want to be Time Lords and, and live forever. Hmm. But then they realise that living forever is a curse. They're whingy types, these people. I don't know who they are. We never find out their race or anything, do we? No, we don't know anything about them. Apart from the fact that they're immortal. We don't even know the names of any of the other seven. Uh, no. They, they say that, that they're, they, they experimented in trying to create Time Lords and then their people exiled them to the ship. But why would you exile someone to a ship orbit in a different planet? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they could have they could have at least said these are humans from the future, you know. And but no, they're aliens. I don't, I don't know where they're from. No, no that's I don't sort know. of then episode three. It doesn't really end. It just stumbles to a. Well, can't be asked at, anymore. At the end of episode three, the Doctor finally meets Mordrin, yeah. and and Mordrin says that yeah, I did steal the machine. I've modified it, but in modifying it, it mutated them. Yeah. Uh, uh, because they were trying to be time lords, but it's mutated them, and now they're um, they're like kind of like Scans. immortal, yeah. traveling on trolleys. That's when the other seven come in, and I'm, I yeah. swear under that foam dress they're wearing, Driving they're on a trolley. They're, they're gliding yeah. along. Yeah, it's quite a nice effect. There's one guy that can't do it though, isn't it? There's one guy that's shuffling. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I saw him particularly near the end. Yeah. Um, like, keep and, him to the back. Yeah. <laughs> you can't moonwalk. They want the Doctor to kill them because they're fed up with being immortal. Yes. And the Doctor says, I can't do that because if I do that, I won't, I yeah. won't be a Time Lord anymore. I'd That's how give, episode three I'd, ends. It. Yeah, he says, I'd have to give you my remaining uh, six regenerations. I he have, does, this is definitive. He says, I've regenerated four times. I have, I've written it. Yeah. This is the up yours to Chris Chibnall. Yeah. I've written it down. He says, I can only regenerate 12 times. I have already done so four times. Yeah. There you go. Definitive. He is the fifth Doctor. Yeah. None before William. Yes. No. And that's how we will rock. And there's some bollocks now in the, in some way he can separate his last eight regenerations yeah. and give them, give them to yeah. each one of these Mordronites or whatever they are. Yeah. And that will... I don't know what this is going to do because it is it that he will give his regenerations away and that means they won't regenerate again because they're in his regeneration so they'll die naturally I don't quite get this or is it he's given away the, the energy the Artron energy he uses for his regenerations and that will I don't get it I don't understand the science behind this maybe you know giving them that they suddenly will age you know physically age to whatever age they are meant to be and then just just die. Yeah, it could be. But the doctor goes, nah, not doing that. Uh, no. I'm nicking off. So he takes um, Nissa and Tegan and that back to the TARDIS. Uh, yes. Sneaky, sneaky Mordrin, he's infected uh, Nissa and Tegan. By some, touch. Some and that's around. important in yeah. a minute. But it, apparently they, they got it off of him when they carried him. Yes. Uh, I, so, I told you his underpants were dirty. Yeah. Um, and it's all because they touched Mordrin. So, yes. yeah, yeah, we have this... If, uh, here's a lesson for you, listeners. If ever you come across a man in underpants that's a bit burnt, lying on the floor, don't touch him. No. 
go go in the other direction yes, yes. Yeah. um so yeah i mean yeah they start aging we got this uh old age effect which yes. never looks like you know no, it, it looks like exactly what it is um latex painted on and then scrunched up yeah yeah so they have to go back and by going back yeah. that reverses it oh no they turn into uh, young princess leah yeah 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 well one of them's girl from eastenders isn't it one of those is girls oh, yeah know. became i think her name was lisa i think she was phil mitchell's either wife or girlfriend oh, right. yeah the one on the right oh. the one playing the young nissa yeah i did not know that. grew up to be in eastenders i i sort of assumed that they were probably like the daughters of uh, the crew or something because they they're not they didn't appear to me to be very good actors no see i knew about this fact because um, i don't watch eastenders my wife told me it because the yeah. other girl my wife follows if she was here i, I would ask her but she follows her on instagram or twitter right. or something and she very often mentions about yeah when i was a little girl i was in doctor who i played the young tegan I reckon they missed the trick. They should have got the Mitchell brothers to play Nissan and Tegan as monsters. <laughs> I don't want to down Blousey with uh, yeah. one of the Mitchell <laughs> brothers. Thank you very much. No, thank you. Um, but no, as I say, they this has happened because they've touched Mordrin. But, yes. And they say because we touched him. But almost immediately after that, Mordrin touches the 1977 yeah. Brigadier. In which case, something would have happened to him when he came forward in time to 83 wouldn't he you would have thought so it could just be uh, bollocks to be fair it could yeah. be just a plot device um but the doctor yeah the doctor tries reversing the polarity of the neutron flow yes yes not heard that for a while no, but um no. and certainly I mean, not from him it's now became a um something that you assume you know it, watching modern who you would assume that the doctor says this every five minutes but of course it wasn't it's no in classic who it wasn't used much at all i think um john pertwee only said it the once through his run, run so, and yeah. then said it again in the five doctors yeah so he only said it twice it, yeah because yeah. for a lot a lot of people of course a lot of fans at the time the five doctors were the only they they those were the versions of the doctor yeah because that's all, all they had to go on um another question i've got is is this this disease thing that mordrin has given um Tegan and Nessa. Um, why does it change uh, young Tegan's accent into English from Australian? I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the doctor's going to do it. He's got no choice. He's he's going to yeah. do it. Um, um, Davison but... is very good at this. Exasperated, got to do something because there's no other choice. Acting. Yeah. Give him credits for that. He he makes this believable. Yeah. And he th he thinks yeah, it's over. You know, he, he's got to do this to to save them. But uh, the, the two brigadiers finally meet and touch. We get a yeah. big flash, and uh, it apparently it shorted out the time differential, whatever that might mean. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what what that means, but it goes it goes bang bang. But luckily the energy expanded by this meeting was at the exact millisecond yep. that the doctor's artron energy was being drained but it did the same thing very luckily which means that Mordrin and all his guys get the energy they need enough to die mm -hmm. the doctor gets to stay being a time lord because he doesn't use his energy up um, 
uh, but unfortunately it does cause it's the cause of the brig's memory loss mm. um, yeah he's yeah the 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 um uh, 83 is unconscious and wakes up we get another yeah. down blousy there from nissa and yeah the 77 brig is unconscious and uh, amnesiac this is the thing yeah. isn't it that that uh, caused it yes this and, is a traumatic event. Yeah, and Mordrin, just as he pops off, uh, says, can this be death? Which is something yeah. the Fifth Doctor's going to uh, kind of like repeat. Yeah, he's going, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they dump the 77 Brigadier off uh, back where he came from, yeah. and the 83 goes back to the school. And in a very Blake Seven way, everyone's forgotten Turlow throughout yeah. all of this. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, what happened to Turlow? Well, we must have left him stranded on the ship. Should we go and get him? Nah. And then he just, yeah, he comes out of the TARDIS. Um, and it, you're right, the, the Doctor's very much, no, 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 join us type thing. Uh, I, I kept waiting for the Doctor to have some sort of plan. Like, the Doctor's recognised that Turlo is under the Black Guardian's influence and wants to see where this is going. Nah. No. He just, he's just... He's got an open TARDIS policy at this point. He? Yes. Yeah, he gives Turlo a handshake and Mordrin's yeah. ship blows up in a very terrible way. Yes, just because they'd sort of forgotten and gone, oh, God, the ship's still up there. Boom, boom. No, it's not. Not anymore, Hurrah! it's not. Oh. Everyone, off, everyone off for lemonade and sandwiches. No. Did you enjoy um, this story when it first came out properly? I did, yeah. I, I mean, you so. say you yeah. enjoyed the the flashbacks, and of course everybody I, would do that. But I think there was there was very much certainly in by the time of um, of the seventh Doctor, but I think it was starting here where I would always watch the first couple of episodes of the story and go, "My God, this is it! This is the one that's great again!" And then the second two episodes would always be a bit of a letdown. Mm. So I think this was sort of the this was sort of par for the course because I don't. I've sort of said it before, I don't think Eric Sayward was much of a script editor. I don't think he was very good at structuring scripts. Um, so this is great for two episodes, and then, eh, for two episodes. Mm. But I think I enjoyed it. I mean, it was it was huge. Um, it was, I think it, it, I don't know whether it got best story, but it was certainly high up in the uh, season polls and Doctor Who magazine, that wasn't it, this one. But that mm. could be just because the Briggs in it. Do you think it would have worked with Ian Chesterton in? But if if yeah. if Ian was in it, right, and it was set in like you know seventy seven and eighty three, I would have much preferred it. if you're going to use Ian, have the two time differences being you know the nineteen sixties Ian. I know they yeah. couldn't have done it with makeup back then, but have the nineteen sixties Ian, uh, who, who say went back to school. After their adventures with the Doctor, he goes back to school. So you have him in the school there, and then have the 80s, the 20 years later, Ian. You know, that might yeah, be interesting. Yeah, that could have worked. I mean, they would have had to have re, rejigged it slightly, because obviously Ian had no concept, A, that the Doctor was a Time Lord, or that B, the Doctor could regenerate. So they would have had to have mm, true. done a, a lot of changes to make it work for the Brigadier. Um, but you you sort of wonder at that point why they did why did they bother keeping it set in a boys' school or I, I you know it's a bit, maybe they were locked mm. into the location and oh, they're yeah, paid up right, front yeah. or something or other or someone yeah. was getting a backhander I don't know I don't know perhaps John Nathan Turner just wanted to do some filming at a boys' school. at a boys' school with lots lots of boys in shorts. Yeah. But, but John, I, I understand you you're doing this, but is the shower scene really necessary? <laughs> 
There are some tight shorts as well. There are some, some of those boys, shorts, yeah. you know, yeah. And those, um, yeah, those t-shirts that like you used to have. Yeah. They're really tight. Yeah, mine was. As I say, I'll put the photo you on Facebook. Who gave you that? Was that like a school? You know? No, my mum must have given it to me, you, you know. Are you going to... Um, I know we've had the Jubilee. I was going to say, you're going to buy one for this next one. Oh, absolutely it's not. It's been and gone, isn't it? it I, even back then, you know, when I was 15, I really enjoyed the fact that... The, all that bollocks that was going on with street parties and everything like that. I was in Spain at the time, so um, I missed out on that. The nearest I got to it was wearing that horrible T-shirt. I went to Spain and all I got was horrible T-shirt. Yeah. All right. Okay. You had the better deal, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I guess we've got to put the Earth date things in. I mean, they do say it, so, yeah, this, you know. This, yeah, we, 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 we've got to take each story on its own. Yeah. And it's uh, specifically and it's, 77. And it says 77 and 83. Yeah. All right. Well, 77, if that truly was 77, the, the nearest other thing happening around that was the year before, in 76, the uh, the third doctor was in East Anglia for the demons. Yeah. All right. And with 83, the nearest thing to that is 1984, where you've got the fourth doctor in England for the android invasion and the Hand of Fear from last week. You've got the fifth Doctor in England for The Awakening, in London for Resurrection of the Daleks, Amsterdam for Ark of Infinity. So uh, so, uh, so there's a lot of Doctors kicking about, aren't there? Yes, yeah. It's no wonder he keeps meeting himself. <laughs> right, okay, so that's that. I've only got a little bit of uh, behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, number one is this was a replacement story for the one that Pat Mills and John Wagner was going to write oh, right. called uh, the Space Whales. Oh, and I've heard of that. Yeah, mm. they wanted to write for Doctor Who back in the seventies. Yeah. You know, not long after they teamed up to launch uh, two thousand AD, yeah. and uh, were rejected. And that's when they went off and wrote the stories for Doctor Who Weekly. You know, like the Iron Legion like and stuff. The, doc, the Doctor Who production office going. Who, who are these oiks? What have they done? Oh, Judge Dread two thousand AD. We don't want them. We want stories about. Tachyon inverters <laughs> and cacti that wear scarves. They didn't have a clue, did they? No. But no, in 1980, they, they submitted another script called The Space Whales, yeah. and uh, I, I don't know the reasons why it wasn't uh, picked up. Was it, was it about an alien planet that resembles Wales, the country? Well... That would I be something, wouldn't yeah. it? Well, that's a nice segue into my other behind-the-scenes bit of inf information, which is Maudrin, right? Yes. Maudrin is Welsh. Isn't it? Wasn't it Maudrin something to do with King Arthur or something like that? No, that's Maudrin. Maudrin, you're right, yeah. yes. Maudrin is Welsh. Would you like to know what Maudrin is Welsh for? Oh, go on. Was it like a, a mountain or something? No, it's Welsh for undead. Oh, so he's undead, undead. Undead, undead. The the oh. story title is Undead, Undead. Oh dear. Oh dear, indeed. It's like Manos, the hands of fate. Yes. Manos is Spanish for hands. <laughs> hands, the hands of fate. Yeah, All right, well, we're talking. Oh dear. What what do you think design wise then for for Maudrin? Um, the look of him. It's weird because I, I like it. I like him when he's a bit burnt and in Tom Baker's coat. But I'm not a great fan of his get up. I like his. I like his pulsy brain. Um, it's difficult in this because he's not crap, but he's not great. I'm going to give him a five, middle of the road five. A five. Yeah. I gave him a two. Wow. 
because, yeah, Tom Bo Baker's coat doesn't forgive the rest of it. I don't like his pulsing brain. It just looks like somebody's dollops some spaghetti on top of his head you know and um yeah and as for the all the flowery pastely blousy thing i don't yeah, know I what don't all like that is flowers. about yeah. no um and how it's effective no i quite like the eyebrows yeah. but that's about it um what about his effectiveness um i i and it's all down to um david cullen's performance yeah he i, I think he does it's a good form i mean because it's when you think about it, we don't really learn much about Mordrin, and he hasn't really got a character. But, yeah, David Collins, he's such a consummate professional. Um, I'm going to give him a six and a half. Six and a half. Well, I moved up to a five, right. all right, because I like him, I really like him as an actor, yeah. but he's just not given much. Well, here, there's, is he? there's nothing to this character. This was, this was the curse of the Davison years, wasn't it? It was all high-concept zero characterization for for most of the stories yeah yeah all right okay well that's that's an average of 5.75 for his effectiveness all right um which means a final adversary tally of 4.625 so 4.6 below par right, yeah. Up, yeah 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 all right will he be sharing a caravan 4.6 Nope, Mordrin's all by himself. Oh, right. oh. We haven't had anyone by themselves bored. for quite a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite a while. But it's getting a full caravan power. Yeah. Next door at 4.5, <laughs> he's got the uh, the abominable snowmen version of the Yeti. Oh, right. okay. uh, The Vervoids, Phineas Clanton, oh, right. okay. and the Vogons. Ah, that's a, a rowdy lot, isn't it? Yeah. He's yeah. not going to get much sleep at night. He's going to really regret being immortal. Yes, now. yeah. Right, we're going to skip over the uh, the top ten and the bottom three because I don't yeah, think they go on either of those, do they? Very middle of the road. Okay. I enjoyed watching it. I didn't. I didn't object to it. No, it didn't irritate me like a lot later, of them do. Yeah, it's fast food, isn't it? It's like ten minutes later, you, you've forgotten it. I think if it wasn't David Collins playing Mordrin, and oh, if that yeah. was Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor, oh, I might yeah, have had more terrible. of a problem with it. Yeah. Um, before we go and announce the next thing, another little bit of feedback. Oh, All right, from uh, somebody who replied, uh, left some feedback last week. Um, oh. Mark Jacobs, him again, off of oh. Neo's as. He's, um, he's crackers. Jacobs crackers. <laughs> you do know he's now stopped um, yeah, he's leaving he's comments. Stopped yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he's talking about um, um, the hand of fear. Oh, okay. From last week. He says... It seems so long ago we recorded that. Actually. Yeah, it does. We've had a busy week, though, haven't we? We have indeed. Okay, here we go. He says, This was my first memory of Doctor Who. I would have been six years old, so I'm guessing my parents wouldn't let, let me watch it until then. Get this. I, I like this bit. Fast forward another seven years, and I was taken on a school, school trip to Oldbury Nuclear Power Station. Yeah, a school trip to a power station. You don't get them now, don't do you? Days, yeah. Right, so he went to the actual power station. Come on, kids, don't touch the reactor. Come <laughs> on. Get this. He says there was a huge picture in the reception room of Tom Baker with really? Sarah Jane crouched in front of the hand and the TARDIS behind them. When it came to writing a report, I couldn't remember a thing our guide had said as I was just thinking about Doctor Who the whole trip. D minus for that one. Oh. I think I would have done as well, you know. Yeah, um, I much and also, I thought of you at this bit, Ian. 
get ready to reminisce. He says, also, only in England would our hero rush to the scene in a mustard Austin Allegro. Yeah. My auntie had one with a check blanket on the back seat for her Cocker Spaniel. Hers was a Vanden Plas with the walnut dash and little Mm. tables that folded out of the back seats. Happy days indeed. That's what you don't... You don't get that now. You don't get walnut dash and you don't get little tables coming out of the back seats. It was a... At the time, it was meant to be a very prestige car. It was a pile of crap, but it was a prestige car. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And like you said last week, where is the missing scene of Eldrad travelling in there? Yeah, that would have been brilliant. Okie doke. All right, that's our show over for today. So we've got to announce uh, what we're doing next. Now, normally we would have been moving on, of course, to the Sixth Doctor, but we've finished yeah. all the Sixth Doctor stories. and we've, we have. we've done sexy. We've done sexy sexy, yeah. So, at the recommendation of Mark Hevingham, we are now, whenever we reach this point, we are going to have like a mid-term special. Yes. All right. Now, at the end, after the 13th and shortly the 14th Doctor, uh, we look at an adversary that has crossed the Doctors, a, a multi-Doctor yeah. adversary. But yes. Mark come up with a suggestion, and it's a blooming good one, in that instead of looking at an adversary, let's look at the good guys. So what we're going to do each time this comes round, we are going to look at a decade's companions in order. Yes. Yeah, we're looking at the adversary's adversary. Yes, the adversary of the adversary. That's a very good way of putting it. So, and we're going to go in chronological order. So, yeah, next time we are looking at the companions of the 1960s. Yes. Will they be colourless? Well, they will be, I suppose. But Well, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, join us for that. We're looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to... We're not going to be... You, you know, obviously looking at every story in depth like we do with the adversaries, yeah. it's going to be more a general overview like we do with our specials. Yes. Um, yeah. What What are the characters like? What were their characterization? What, the what are like? our favourite stories yeah. from them? Any favourite scenes? Did they scenes? develop at all? Yeah. Yeah. You know, did they fall over a lot? Mm, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to so this. This is going to be interesting because because I've no concept of really of you know who your favourite. No, companions. I, for this I know. I I know your number ten will always be, because you're named after him. Yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but where everybody else sits as we go through the different, you know, decades, yeah. that's going to be interesting. Just who pushes somebody down or yeah. whatever, you know? Because uh, I mean, it's it's academic, really. Because you know, all we're doing is marking time until we get to Rose. Oh, well, of course. Know, yeah. Our, our favourite companion. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, but there's Adric along the way as well. That's true, yes. yes. Adric. Yeah, so... There's yeah. lots to talk about, I think, on that one. Yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a week to think yeah. about all this. We have, yeah. Obviously, We're not going to watch every episode. We can't, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> How could you do that in one yeah. week? No, it'd be impossible. We wouldn't sleep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, join us for that. The first of our new specials, okay? Yes, hope you like it. Yeah, well, so if do we. Yeah. Not a lot we can do about it, because no. we'll have recorded it in the past. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, here we go. It's the time, timey-wimey thing. It is, yeah. yeah. All right, excellent. All right, well, yeah, join awesome. us in a week for that, then. All right, see you then, Ian. Thanks, Bye. Ian. Bye. Bye.